Welcome to podcast number 33 here at The Voice of the Arts with your host, yours truly, Joe Weber. We've got a fair amount of comedy on today's show, including more of Carl Reiner and Mel Brooks recordings from the late 1950s and early 1960s, when they got a bit of a breather from their hectic schedule on The Sid Caesar Show, which was a live 90-minute weekly broadcast called Your Show of Shows. This recording is called The Two-Hour-Old Baby. Not since the birth of the Dion Quintuplets has a maternity ward offered us the phenomena that this maternity ward at UCLA Medical Center offers us today. Not two hours ago, a little baby was born that has the power of speech and intelligence. The doctors are not able to tell us how or why. We have our cameras set up here, our tape recorders, and we're going to record the voice and intelligence of this two-hour-old baby. He's lying in his crib. We're going to put a little microphone in there now. We're going to try to contact him. I don't know if he will talk to us, but the nurses tell me he has been talking for the many hours he's been here. Two hours, exactly. Um, we're going to try. I'd like you to know the microphone is right by his head now. Uh, Little, little baby, uh, pardon me, little baby, little baby, may we, may, may we speak with you, little baby? Hi, are you, are you my dad? I haven't met my dad yet. No, amazing, just amazing. He does speak, but fortunately, ladies and gentlemen, he's talking. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not your dad. Uh, you haven't met your mother yet. No, no, I haven't met mom, but I, I've, you've been, you've been, I know mom, sure, yes. I've been around her. But you haven't seen her? No, I haven't seen the outside. No. I see, I see. I see. Do you hope, uh, do you hope that she is a uh, good-looking Oh, no, I don't care what she looks like. Uh, I'm not going to date her. I'm her child. You know? I see, that's because it doesn't matter what she looks like, it's what's inside of her. Oh, I know she's good. You do know. I know she's good, uh, because you can tell a person by what they are inside. That's right. Yes, and I was there. I was inside. I looked around. She's great. I see, I see. Great, wonderful see. person. Yes. By the way, you don't have a name yet. It says uh, just Baby Brooks on there. Yes, it says it's on these little pink feet. Hey, I'm a girl. Hey! What the hell? I'm a little girl. Well, you, I, I don't... That's just, adorable. Uh, just a moment. I think it's adorable I'm a girl. Just a moment. I think right. Uh, you don't... Do you see well yet? I, no, it's kind of a blur, well, but it's pink. No, they're it? blue. Oh. You're a boy. Oh, well, that's mean? all right. I'll, I'll play ball and get drunk and things. I'll, I'll be fine. You don't mind being a boy. No. Is, is Bert Lancaster... What is he? He's a boy. Oh, that's good. I'll, I'll be like him. <laughs> Uh, baby, it, it is most incredible that you're able to speak. Yes, it's, you it's have phenomenal, any idea, isn't it? Yeah. Any idea it's why kind of frightening, yeah. It is. Yeah. It's kind of why? kicky, isn't it? Yes. But how did you... Why were you given this gift? How did it happen? Well, it's very idea? strange. I, I'm not sure myself. Uh, one of the doctors says it's like, it's like a tooth. Or, 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 a prenatal tooth? Yeah, yeah that falls out when you're born. The first you know? hour of birth. That's right. Or I, prenatal hair on the show. That's exactly that. Ah. And this is a phenomenon of intelligence. You may, you may lose this intelligence. I, I may, I may, as you're talking to me, or, or a week later, but it'll fall out just, just like a, a tooth or, or uh, extra hair. Yes, well, sure. we better find out things about you right now while Go we ahead. can. Go um, <laughs> There has been a lot written about prenatal memory, memory before birth. Yes. Do you have any? Oh, I remember when I was on a, a little tadpole, a little, a little fetus there, swimming around. Do you remember having a tail? Sure. Oh, that was the best part. You liked your tail? Oh, I loved the tail. Were you unhappy when it disappeared? Uh, when I lost my tail, I got a nose. You lose your tail? Uh, and the nose is much more important because you, you can't blow your tail, you know what I mean? If you get a cold, no, that's right. That's right. Catch uh, a cold. And uh, may, uh, may... <laughs> Could you hear the outside world? Could you hear your mother talking? Yes. It wasn't clear, I imagine. No, it was very fuzzy. You were you know, enveloped in water. Sure, and the water and everything. But I remember the man, probably my father, yes. you know, saying, 
Well, already, well, already. You know, something like that. He, oh, well, may I translate for that for you? He was probably saying when already because when he was anxious yes. for you to be born. Yeah, sure. Uh, That's uh, probably it. You, you, <laughs> you, you calls. Now, what, uh -huh. what, what is it that makes a mother queasy or, or a little nauseous in the first two or three months of her pregnancy? Well, I don't think it's physical, no. It's not physical. No, I think it's psychological. Uh, well, what, I think the, the moment they realize that there's a living creature in them, they puke. <laughs> But why? Kind of but why? Well, wouldn't, wouldn't you be nauseous if, you, if somebody was running around inside you? I mean, well, it's kind of frightening. You, you know never I mean? thought of that. Never sure. thought of that. It's a, it's uh, a frightening thing. Do you know what's going on in the outside world? Do you know the celebrities of the day? Do you know the important people in the well, world today? Uh, some. I don't know. I'm not sure. You don't know what you know? No. Do you know, for instance, Mickey Mantle? Uh, no. Queen Elizabeth? No. Winston Churchill? Uh, no. Fidel Castro? No. Pandit Nehru? No. Have you heard of Cary Grant? Oh, sure. <laughs> oh, sure. You heard of well, Everybody knows Cary Grant. <laughs> well, how did you know him and nobody else? Well, because my mother used to take me to a lot of Cary Grant pictures when I was inside her. See? And you could... It was muffled, but I kind of heard, Aren't you bouncing baby boy, any good? You know, that was Cary Grant. Right. She was Cary Grant. I see. She never took me to Ponte Nero movie, so I don't know what he said. I see. I see. Now, I'm sure I, he's a, they're a hell of an actor. Now, when you grow up, do you have any ambitions yet? What do you want to be when you grow well, up? Well, uh, I'd like to put on a little weight. <laughs> oh, you will. You know, you will. Bigger. You I will. don't see how I could, you know, drive a bus or anything. I'm only about seven pounds. Fourteen, seven, fourteen, yes. Sure. But what Small else would you like? Wheel. You know anything about your mother? My mother is definitely an intellectual. How do you know that? Well, because she reads a lot of big, fat, heavy books. How do you know that? Because the books lay on my head. It's on resting on a belly, and they crush my head. I have, uh... Is that uh, a beauty mark behind you? No, that's a bookmark. <laughs> that's one of those big, heavy books. I see. Yeah. I see. Baby, do you miss your umbilical cord? Well, yeah, you get the kind of miss it, you know, because it's an appendage and it's there. And For it's nine kind of months, yes. But when I grow up, I'm going to get a keychain. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd like to know what you feel about your, your father. I feel that dad is the kind of guy that will gaga sound. With what? With what? I didn't get that. I feel that my father will, will, will always be the kind of guy that will, will take me to ball games and, and we'll be buddies and we'll sign my knifey. Will you sign knifey? I don't understand you. What do you sign I for? What does that mean? Uh, sign, you say, I think that my father and I will probably get along well together since, since we're both boys. We'll probably run around and play ball and get I, my naha. I do believe, I do believe, I do believe, ladies and gentlemen, he's losing his intelligence. Are you losing your power of speech? You still have your. No, you're not making sense now. I don't understand you. I don't understand you. Can you put yourself together? Sure. Hold yourself together. Yes, I'll hold it together. What do you think we to make the world a better place to live in? Birds. What? what? For nine height. For nine What? To do what? Go, go, go. What? I, I, you're losing. I don't understand. What? 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 I've done I've got a picture in the back of my mind Of what I've lost and what I've won I've survived every situation Knowing when to freeze and when to run And regret is just a memory Written on my brow And there's nothing I can do about it now I've got a wild and restless spirit I held my price through every deal 
fire of a woman scorned Turn her heart of gold to steel I've got the song of the voice inside me Set to the rhythm of the wheel And I've been dreaming like a child Since the cradle broke the vow And there's nothing I can do about it now Running through the changes Going through the stages Coming round the corners in my life Leaving doubt to fate Staying out too late Waiting for the moon to say goodnight <laughs> And I could cry for the time I've wasted But that's a waste of time and tears And I know just what I'd change If I went back in time somehow But there's nothing I can do about it now Nelson with Nothing I Can Do About It Now, a wonderful philosophy. Many years ago, Woody Allen wrote a mock history of the life of the Earl of Sandwich for the New Yorker magazine, and I've done an abridged reading to make it a little more audio-friendly. I hope you find it amusing. 1718, birth of the Earl of Sandwich to upper-class parents. Father is delighted at being appointed chief farrier to His Majesty the King. Mother is a simple housefrau of German extraction, whose uneventful menu consists essentially of lard and gruel. 1725 to 35. Attends school where he is taught horseback riding in Latin. At school he comes in contact with coal cuts for the first time and displays an unusual interest in thinly sliced strips of roast beef and ham. By graduation, this has become an obsession, and although his paper on the analysis and attendant phenomena of snacks arouses interest among the faculty, his classmates regard him as odd. 1736. Enters Cambridge University at his parents' behest to pursue studies in rhetoric and metaphysics, but displays little enthusiasm for either. In constant revolt against everything academic, he is charged with stealing loaves of bread 
and performing unnatural experiments with him. Accusations of heresy result in his expulsion. 1738. Disowned, he sets out for the Scandinavian countries where he spends three years in intensive research on cheese. He is much taken with the many varieties of sardines he encounters and writes in his notebook, I am convinced that there is an enduring reality beyond anything man has yet attained in the juxtaposition of foodstuffs. Simplify, simplify. Upon his return to England, he meets Nell Smallbore, a greengrocer's daughter, and they marry. She is to teach him all he will ever know about lettuce. 1741. Living in the country on a small inheritance, he works day and night, often skimping on meals to save money for food. His first completed work, a slice of bread, a slice of bread on top of that, and a slice of turkey on top of both, fails miserably. Bitterly disappointed, he returns to his studio and begins again. 1745. After four years of frenzied labor, he is convinced he is on the threshold of success. He exhibits before his peers two slices of turkey with a slice of bread in the middle. His work is rejected by all but David Hume, who senses the imminence of something great and encourages him. Heartened by the philosopher's friendship, he returns to work with renewed vigor. 1747. Destitute, he can no longer afford to work in roast beef or turkey and switches to ham, which is cheaper. 1750. In the spring, he exhibits and demonstrates three consecutive slices of ham stacked on one another. This arouses some interest, mostly in intellectual circles, but the general public remains unmoved. 1758. His growing acceptance by opinion makers wins him a commission by the Queen to fix something special for a luncheon with a Spanish ambassador. He works day and night tearing up hundreds of blueprints, but finally at 4.17 a.m., April 27, 1758, he creates a work consisting of several strips of ham enclosed top and bottom by two slices of rye bread. In a burst of inspiration, he garnishes the work with mustard. It is an immediate sensation, and he is commissioned to prepare all Saturday luncheons for the remainder of the year. 1760. He follows one success with another, creating sandwiches, as they are called in his honor, out of roast beef, chicken, tongue, and nearly every conceivable cold cut. 1769, living on a country estate, he is visited by the greatest men of his century. Haydn, Kant, Rousseau, and Ben Franklin stop at his home, some enjoying his remarkable creations at table, others ordering to go. 1778, though aging physically, he still strives for new forms and writes in his diary, I work long into the cold nights and am toasting everything now in an effort to keep warm. 1783. To celebrate his 65th birthday, he invents the hamburger, 
and tours the great capitals of the world personally, making burgers at concert halls before large and appreciative audiences. In Germany, Goethe suggests serving them on buns, an idea that delights the Earl, and of the author of Faust, he says, this Goethe, he is some fellow. The remark delights Goethe, although the following year they break intellectually over the concept of rare, medium, and well done. 1792, he develops a genuvarum, which he fails to treat in time and succumbs in his sleep. He is laid to rest in Westminster Abbey, and thousands mourn his passing. At his funeral, the great German poet Holderlin sums up his achievements with undisguised reverence. He freed mankind from the hot lunch. We owe him so much.
just heard Suite Number no. 6 from George Frederick Handel's Water Music, which was composed in 1717 for a concert on the Thames River requested by King George I. Next, we're going to hear from Bob and Ray, radio dramatists first in the Boston and then in the New York market. Bob Elliott, half of the duo, was the father of comedic actor Chris Elliott. one of us going to get off first? Well, here. Well, I'm going to... Let me try to get down first. All right. Oh, hold, hold, wait, wait, hold, 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 hold up there. Hold, hold. Oh. Wait a minute. My foot's... My foot's carved. Yeah, wait. Well, let me... Let me ride over there. All right. Uh, I'll All right. Yeah. Wait a minute. All right. There you go. Uh, oh, hold, there. hold, hold, okay, hold up there. Hold, hold up. I'm facing the wrong way. Yeah. You swung right around Maybe completely. you better get down and maybe you can help me off. All right. Wait a minute. Let me, uh, I'll ride over back and see if I can help you. Yeah, back him up. Now, hold, hold, hold up, boy. All right, now, now let me then. just swing my left leg over. left or right first? Uh, swing the left one over and hang on with the right. All right, good. Uh, uh go. now, oh, oh. Wait a minute. Oh, now I got one foot on the ground. Hey, come back. Ho, 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 ho. You got one foot on the ground. Ho, ho, ho. Wish I could help you, but I'm facing the wrong way. Yeah, wait, I'm coming back now. All right. Oh. All right, now. Here, I'll bend down. Let me see if I can take it. Hey, wait, I got an idea. Right over under that tree and grab hold of that limb. All right. And then just hang there and uh, have the horse go out from under you. All right. Ho, ho, ho. Hang on now. I am. Wait a minute. If I let go, I'll be 10 feet from the ground. Yeah, that's right. Probably be too far to fall. Come over and get me, will you? All right. Oh, I'm getting hungry. Yeah, I am too. Oh, now I'm gonna try this time. All right. By putting my right foot down oh, first. Oh, I dropped my hat. Oh, there goes my mess cup. Well, that's down anyway. Well, we're gonna have to eat here, no doubt about it. Wait yeah. a minute, I'll get Hey, down. what do you say we eat on our horses? Wait, wait a minute, I'm down. Well, all right, now. No, I'm not either. No, you're... No, no, I'm not either. Thought for a minute I was down. Wait a minute. Ho, ho. Do you have any ideas, Tex? Yeah, I'm going to eat right here, sitting here where I am. Well, I can't eat this way. My mess cup's gone. Yeah. Hold up steady. What'd you bring to eat, anyway? Well, it's... Got them Parkhouse rolls? Yeah, rich creamery butter. Yeah. Melting. Looks good. I wish I could get down from this horse. I can't do it. I just can't do it. No, I can't either. Maybe we can sleep here overnight. We can wake up fresh in the morning when we get off. I'm going to try it once more. I'm right. going to start down by taking my foot out of the stirrup. Now, you keep an eye on me and All see right. how I do this. If okay. I do it right, then you follow. Okay. We're going to eat in the ground like cowboys should. Right. Around right, the campfire. Now, put my right foot down. 
Oh, they there. Wait a minute, I'm in your oh. stirrup. Oh, look at that. I... We're worse than we ever were now. Now you're on my horse. Oh, get, come on, here we go. Help, 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 help. of a driving storm and sang to them steers a doleful song as they rattled their hawks and horns I've been in many a stampede too I've heard the rumbling noise and the light we had to turn them by was the lightning on their horns. But many a cowboy I rode within is sleeping on old Boot Hill. And the last cow drive was made to dodge On the Jones and Plummer Trail They're building towns and railroads now Where we used to bed our cows And the man with a mule, the plow and hoe Is digging up our old bed grounds Cowboy has watched the change, seen the good times come and go. But the old cowboy will soon be gone, just like the buffalo. What a lovely song. Don Edwards singing the old cowboy. I've tried to work the line... I drank the water from Cowtracks, boys, when you bet it tasted good, into conversations, but people have only responded with a blank stare, so I've stopped doing it. <laughs> Folks, thanks for giving a listen. This is Dakota Joe Weber saying so long from the Voice of the Arts, and don't wear your spurs in the house, please. Please.